on this episode of The Bottomless Pit. He's walking up to me like he's taking up the whole pavement, swaying right and left. And then he's just shouted, Oi, mate, you want a fucking blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the dictator meets David Attenborough. <laughs> this guy looks right and he looks left and he's like, what did you say? <laughs> and he looks right and he looks left and he looks really, really deep in the eye and he goes, how, how do you know the boss? Oh my God. I'm like, the boss? Yeah, well, they've kind of got face masks, haven't they? Just another person's arsehole. Um, me, I don't have nothing in the back. <laughs> It was an open bag. <laughs> You're not going to believe what happens next. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another dip into the bottomless pit with your host, Bilal Fawaz, and special guest today, Ali Fawaz, aka Ali Baba, aka the Prince hey. of aka the DJ, the veteran DJ, the promoter, aka the man with many mysteries, aka. One large penis extender, <laughs> and Adam for us as well. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Yeah. How you doing, boys? Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. And it's Thank on. you for coming. Um, in actuality, to be honest, Ali, we wanted to get you on with our brother Ali as well. And we were going to title it The Two Princes because that was Adam's suggestion. But like we just had to yeah, go... Yeah, because he... I think you guys make the best it's, duo. It's a really good story because he's Ali, I'm Ali, and uh, we, we, we have a lot of stories First, first name. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so let's just address the elephant in the room. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and on Tuesday, sadly, there was a horrific incident in our capital city uh, of our homeland, Lebanon, in Beirut. Uh, there was an explosion that sadly killed quite a lot of people and injured so many more, leaving hospitals full to the brim, uh, especially during this time of economic crisis and collapse and um, with COVID-19 also going on. And 300,000 plus people displaced and without homes. So our thoughts and prayers are with them and we, we wish them a, a speedy recovery for those who are injured and those who are homeless to um, find shelter and food and water and be looked after. Um, and for those who have died, our thoughts are with you and with the families. Um, we have a link in the description of this episode. If you want to donate and learn more about Lebanon and what's going on, uh, please educate yourself and donate as much as you can or even just share the link to help as much as you can pretty horrific and uh you know it's really important lebanon needs us and yeah check it out donate what you can because you know it's all fun and games but this is serious stuff you know yeah all right so yeah. first order of business you are a man of many stories and to be honest, like you're the guy in the family who we all urged to be a comedian, like do stand-up comedy. Have you ever thought of actually doing stand-up <laughs> comedy, like going to a comedy club and actually like performing? You know what it is, Bilal? I'm not a funny guy, right? I'm not a funny guy. But one yeah. thing I can tell you is all the weirdest shit in the world always happens to me. I don't know what it is, 
But you know when something really weird happens, and I think, when I'm going to relay this story on, people are going to say, why does this weird shit always happen to you? And he just does <laughs> the weirdest shit. Yeah. But I'll tell you a story. This one time, right? This one time, right? I was minding my own business, right? I was going to take my bins out, right? Yeah. I live on a quiet, coldy <laughs> in the UK, yeah? Yeah. Quiet place. I'm there. I've got my baggy-ass uh, pajama bottoms. I've got no boxes underneath, yeah? So all you have to do Commando. is put, like, uh, a mobile phone <laughs> in my pocket and my trousers, my ass, everything, balls will be hanging out of me, right? So I'm going to put the bins out. Yeah? My, my wife and my daughter's inside the house. This is late night time, right? Mm. I got to my bin, the wheelie bin on the driveway, went to hold it, and then I heard, like, uh, <laughs> I thought... What was that? <laughs> anyway, the, the, the sound started coming closer. Yeah. So I looked up and I saw this dude. He looked like, I don't know, he looked like, um, you know, tracksuit, big, beefy guy. He looked like he was like part of the EDL or something, you know, like he, he looked like he. <laughs> like a skinhead. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that angry team in London? The football team. What are they called? Millwall. 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 Like yeah, Millwall. Yeah. He's yeah. walking up to me like he's taking up the whole pavement, swaying right and left. And then he just shouted, Oi, mate. What a fucking blowjob. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, straight away I thought, Nah, this guy, this 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 guy's trying to sell me drugs. You know? Like I thought, maybe this is the new. This is an new offer I can't nickname. refuse. <laughs> yeah, I thought nah, this guy's trying to sell me drugs. Like, so yeah, I thought never mind. I pretend I didn't hear him. I'm there, my wheelie bin. Then he starts getting close, and he's getting a bit rowdier, right? And he's yeah. like, "Oi, I said, do you want a fucking blowjob?" <laughs> oh, gee, this is this is this is this this isn't happening. You know, you see this shit in crime much, right? On yeah, Netflix yeah. and stuff. You don't think you don't think you'd ever be that guy, right? So at first I thought, nah, I'm, 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 this is a prank. Like his mates are in a bush filming it. It's gonna be on fucking World Star or something tomorrow, right? <laughs> but there's no one there. It's just me and this guy. So I'm like, <laughs> shit. What am I gonna do? So he starts walking over and walk, and he's like swinging his arms, you know, like he's going to start a fight on me. He's like, come on, come on, me and you, we're here now. <laughs> Wait. Blow job, come on. <laughs> I was like, I looked right, I looked left, I was like, fuck this. So I threw the bin, banged on the door. No one's open, I've got no keys, nothing. Anyway, my wife opens the door. I, I do a, like a military dive. I do a forward roll. And I close the door just about in time. <laughs> like, uh, and my wife says to me, Ali, what's wrong? You know, all you were doing was just taking out the bins. I don't ask you for much. I was like, you don't understand what happened. <laughs> this guy he was trying to get me a blowjob. <laughs> I have no pants on. <laughs> yeah, so like, and she was like weird shit just attracts to you. The same way that, uh, like, I always, I'm very, like, in, uh, accident prone. Like every time you see me, there's always a problem. Like I've been in an accident or I've been injured or something. You have the same thing, yeah, but you just have weird shit just magnetized towards yeah. your life. Yeah. Ali, yeah. Get someone asking you if you want a blowjob isn't the most threatening thing in the world, <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a weird one because, you know, at first I thought it was funny. I was like, ha, ha, fucking hell, you won't believe what happened to me last night. 
And then one of my female friends turned around and said, "Yo, yo, yo, Ellie, that's um, that's serious stuff, you know. That <laughs> you, you've been abused." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, really? when you say it like that, I guess yeah. that is pretty messed up." So yeah, you know, moral of the story is actually that was that wasn't just weird. That was you almost um, got molested. Pretty, pretty. You almost got raped. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty rape. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I'm talking about. Weird stuff happens. I'm not the funny guy. I'm just the guy in the funny situation. Yeah. Yeah. I got mm. I mean, like the, <laughs> <laughs> like the Thailand story. I think that's probably like one of your funniest stories that you've ever told anyone. And the the thing is, when you tell stories, it's not. Uh, obviously for the viewer for the listeners obviously this is an audio only podcast but the way like your facial expressions your hand gestures your movements you like put all your heart into like the performance of telling a story like uh, do you know what it is you uh, craft you have a craftsmanship of storytelling and like the slick rick of funny stories you know oh really <laughs> I, I like that i like that do you know what it is i'm quite like um animated looking you know i've got quite you know, <laughs> interesting features and i think that just adds to the story it captivates people yeah definitely <laughs> one swedish pump <laughs> all right anyway. people, people would not like obviously people don't no, get that people... reference if you get that reference then like you definitely are a part of the fawaz family let's just say that yeah. you've watched no you've watched you know, you know we know that Huh? Yeah, don't you think that's an annoying thing when people say, if you know, you know. That's like the dumbest yeah, shit you could ever say. Yeah. But then in a weird way, it makes sense. If you know, you know. So if you know what I just said, you're a real OG Fawaz or down with that old school British humor. Yeah. I think it's an easier way of just not explaining something. So you can't be asked to explain. So you just say, if you know, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to hear more about this uh, Thailand experience, the the infamous story that you always tell, but it's such a good story. Like, anytime you tell that, like, there's always a whole crowd of people just sitting around, watch, um, hearing you tell this like mm -hmm. unbelievable story. Okay, okay, because there's a couple, there's a couple, right? So are we talking about? The, uh, the, the group of guys. Yeah, the group of guys, the weird guys. Oh. It's an ongoing story of funny things that happen in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Thailand yeah, is just a weird place in general, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Thailand is funny. There becomes weird. <laughs> it's just yeah. attracts magnet for them. Tell us. That, um, that's it. That it's a weirdness magnet. But yeah, Thailand, so cool. Such a great place for anyone who hasn't been. But anyway. I went, me, me, me and my wife, we went uh, on our honeymoon to Thailand and we went on uh, this little boat trip to, to some really pretty islands to do some snorkeling and then some swimming and hanging out and stuff, right? So it was mainly couples on the boat, European couples, I would say. You know, there's a couple of French guys on there, um, a few Brits. Anyway, the vibe was cool. It was chilled, you know. There was a few honeymooners on there. Everyone was quiet, you know, very Western. You know? Anyway, the crew was cool. It was like these really little Thai guys. Mm. You know, if you, you, you saw them from behind, these guys looked like four or five years old. But these guys <laughs> were like 50, you know? But they were cool as hell. Um, so, uh, 
everyone's on the boat, people are chilling, taking photos of each other. And then everyone's peaceful and stuff. And all you can hear is, Hello, brother, how you doing? Hello. Come with me, we'll get on the boat. <laughs> and literally, one's got like a hook, one's got like an eye patch, he's only got one eye. <laughs> but it was crazy, right? They look, like, they look quite Middle Eastern, you know, like bearded. Literally, these guys stood out, you know, it was a group of a random bunch of uh, 40 to kind of 50 year old men. There's like four or five of them. In like they a honeymoon like cruise on. thing. Yeah, on a honeymoon cruise, right? You guys had like wetsuits on. One guy had like uh, like the first ever underwater camera. Literally, it was huge. You know, like it took, had to, had to give them like a whole area just like to put the camera. James, right? he was making James like a Cameron type of gear. Yeah, like it, like, it was like the, doing a Planet Earth documentary. <laughs> It was like the dictator meets David Attenborough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so these guys, everyone goes quiet, right? Even the crew, the crew, like, what's that? what's what's going on here? Like, it felt like we were, Captain Phillips we were getting hijacked, right? <laughs> so everyone's like really wary of these guys. Anyway, so we start getting we get moving, and the crew start briefing us. So they're like, right, we're going to this protected area. You can't touch anything, right? If anyone touches anything, it's a wrap. We're getting back on the boat. We're, we're going, okay? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. So everyone, you know, gently just falls into the sea and everyone swims off. Anyway, we finish and we climb back on the boat. But the group of dudes, they're, not, they're nowhere to be found. But I noticed that massive camera is missing. Like, literally, the thing must have weighed a ton. I don't know how they'd even move around with it. So I said to my wife, I think they've forgot the guys. You know, they're about to leave without the guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like the bubble started to come up, bro. <laughs> and I saw this hook, like, go onto the deck and pulled himself up. And it was one of the dudes, right? And he was like, ah, bring me a drink to the cabin crew. Right? <laughs> and the guy was like, all right. And he's like, Ali, Ali, the other ghost called Ali. He's like, he's like, come, come. <laughs> And they bring up huge, huge suitcase and uh, and like a hold-all bag from under the water. They pull it up. They've got like a rope with them. Everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Everyone's looking at whole operation. People don't want to look at them. No, everyone's being all like European. No one wants to like look. You know, it's rude and all this. But like people are like, what the hell is going on? But I'm cool because you know how it is, guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like we're, we're phased, you know. So I'm like, it's cool. My wife looks at me, she's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, trust me, it's cool. These are, my, these are my guys, you know, they're probably just doing some dodgy ass. They're cool. <laughs> anyway, so the captain wasn't having any of it. The captain knew something was wrong. He's seen these types before. So he approaches uh, the guy with the hook and he's like, hey, what's in the bag? And uh, the guy with the hook is like, um, me, I don't have nothing in the bag. <laughs> There's an open bag. You're not going to believe what happens next. So they open this huge suitcase, and all of a sudden, he starts throwing back in the sea these huge, like, uh, bits of coral, you know, like, yeah. literally, like, clams with, like, a pearl in the middle. <laughs> the rest of it, come on. And then he opens another holdall bag. He throws, like, an octopus back into the sea. <laughs> literally, he throws, like, 
got like you know treasure and everything. He's done some great straight from ISIS just to get a seafood dinner. Literally. And the last guy comes up and he's like, Ah, Mustafa, we were worried. And he pulls out the huge He's like filming the whole thing. Uh, the huge camera. So funny. It was so funny. It was so funny because these guys, bless them, like the rest of the people on the boat, they, they didn't know how to act and stuff. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, yeah this is what I'm saying. So I, I, I see some funny stuff. Wait, so Ali, this wasn't the only thing that like happened to you in this like vacation, was it? This holiday? Uh, yeah, prob prob probably not. <laughs> probably uh, not. I heard there was an incident like on the boat where you guys nearly died. <laughs> or at least the people on the boat thought you nearly died. Yeah, so funny enough, it was the same boat journey. This is probably like <laughs> the never ending boat journey. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen next, right? So, uh, there was these guys, right? Mm. And they came on. I think they were, I think they were Chinese tourists. Anyway, they, they, they were really cool. They were dressed in like, um, like, you know what you put babies with, you know, when it, they go into like cold, cold pools, not wetsuits, but like, they're like onesies kind of thing. Oh yeah. 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 You had these grown ass dudes in like, um, zebra print onesies. It was really sweet actually. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and there were like couples and the women were had like the same you know they were very very they did not want to catch the sun these guys were serious about not getting the sun time for this holiday right anyway so these guys decide to sit at the back of the boat but you know when you're on the boat right you never sit at the back because at the back that's where all the action happens that's where all the waves crash and stuff yeah i remember i told you like everyone on this boat or shy you know oh don't want to look don't oh we shouldn't stare you know you know you know those times you know oh don't stare <laughs> these guys are in the back like literally getting trashed by the waves on this boat <laughs> they've obviously got the thoughts thought they're getting absolutely hammered and there's a woman bless her she sat in between her partner's legs and he's holding her like in a full Nelson because she's going everywhere. Bracing her. Water's just going on. The brace Dude, she's position. suffocating right with water. She's going to drown. And the guy's like, and she's like, literally freaking out, right? And every, you know when everyone wants to laugh? Like we're sat in two rows facing each other. Everyone wants to laugh, but everyone's being polite. So no yeah. one's looking at each other because you know all it takes one person to crack and everyone's just gonna go right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle of anyway, getting trashed, getting trashed, getting trashed. And she gets up, try and move, and she falls back, and this massive wave falls on her. And then all of a sudden, someone cracks. And it was this, it was this lady sitting in front of me. She was quite well to do, and she had um, a young child with her, and she just said. Ah! Oh my god, it's like she's going to die. <laughs> the whole boat starts going, everyone's creasing, and this poor woman, she's she's literally she's having the worst time of her life. But yeah, it was hilarious. Oh my god. I'll tell you guys a, a story that always amuses me. This one I always think back and I think 
I don't know what to make of this uh, story. <laughs> because insane, right? Wait, in what way? So, what do you I mean? mean I, I, in so many ways. So, <laughs> in, in fact, this was a, a, a quite a booky trip, right? So, we went to this, um, if, uh, anyone who knows, Exit Festival, coolest festival ever, right? In Serbia, in Novi Sad, really, really awesome festival. So, we went there, me and a few friends, a really long time ago. And we went interrailing uh, in Eastern Europe. So we went to a few different spots. And we took, you know, the, the, the train that runs through, like, Germany, Hungary, yeah, the uh, whole of Serbia. Like Eastern Europe. Anyways, yeah. yeah, so we, it, it, was, it was so cool. Anyway, we get on. And it's a gr mixed group of guys and girls. Mm. Anyway, the train gets really busy. So we lock ourselves in, like, uh, like a private cabin sort of thing. And everyone that walks past, you just pretend every time someone wants to come in, you guys are going to think I'm an asshole. I'm just pretending we're pretending we're sleeping because we just don't want anyone to, you know, yeah, fuck yeah. up the vibe. Basically. So anyway, this dude just appears at the window and he won't move. So like I'm opening my eye and I'm like, shit, guys, he's still there. Literally like 20 minutes. Shit, guys, he's still there. And this guy, he looked like um, he looked like a flamenco singer, right? <laughs> Slash. Uh, people smuggler, people um, smuggler, slap. Yeah, this guy looked like if you saw this guy, he looked fucking crazy, right? <laughs> he had like a bit of a stubble, he had like a really unkept ponytail, he's balding a bit. He was like, you know, like kind of hench but fat at the same time, so kind of like um, a, a evil villain from like a cartoon. Yeah, he looked like he, he'll he looked. He looks a bit sinister, you. a bit like messed no, he up. He looks like he'll be on a forum in Austria, uh, arranging to meet dudes and eat them and shit. He looks like that kind of what? guy. Right? <laughs> so anyway, we're like, yeah, I'm literally like, guys, still there. And one of the girls is like, oh my god, I'm really scared. Should we just let him in? Maybe he's nice. So I'm like, do you know what? Let's fix. We're being dicks now. Let the guy in. This is a long journey, right? Everyone paid their share. So we open the door and he's like, he's mad silent and he sits down in between everyone. Have you ever seen Euro Trip with him? Miss Scorsi. He was a bit like that guy. He literally sat in between everyone. And, we like, and someone just, you know, broke the silence and someone says, Oh, hi, mate. I'm Dave. What's your name? <laughs> we all went silent. And he, put, he gently lifted his head and he looked into uh, Dave's eyes. He was like, hey, I, know, I thought you'd never fucking ask me. My name is Nice to meet you. You like weed? Anyway, these guys were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they're hanging out. They're having a little smoke on the train and stuff. We're playing a bit of cards with this with our new friend, Dimitri. Everything seems cool, right? Yeah. Um, and it's literally like the hot box, this, <laughs> this little area. And we get to, um, we get to the border of Serbia mm. and all these like military dudes get on and like you can imagine the state of this place you know and I was like shit and he's like oh don't God. worry nobody fucks with Dimitri <laughs> so um, like, passports passport really you know these serious yeah. serious looking dudes and Dimitri steps out has a little word they look in look back at Dimitri he gives them the nod we flashed the passport. It's all cool. They could see what's going down. No one cares. It's like, don't worry. Dimitri take care of everything. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, cool. 
we're like, where are you going, Dimitri? He's like, where are you going? We were like, oh, we're going to Serbia. He's like, uh, why? And there's a festival. He's like, Dimitri is going too then. So we're like, okay, that sounds cool. So the overnight thing, right? So we all start sleeping, right? And uh, we wake up, bro, because one of the girls is like um, oh. laughing. And it's, it's mad dark cabin. I'm like, what's, what's going on? Yeah, so Dimitri's tickling this girl's foot on this little tiny-ass cabin. And she's laughing, like, nervously. So we wake up and we're like, Dimitri, dude, like, well, I thought we were cool. Why are you tickling her feet, bro? He's like, you know, Dimitri likes her feet. I thought it would be funny to tickle it. <laughs> we're like, nah, man, you have, you have to cut that out. Anyway, cut a long story short. So Dimitri ends up tagging along with us. And it turned out he was really weird as fuck, but he was actually a really good, uh, he was a really good guy, you know, he looked after us and we had a good time and, you know, he wasn't that creepy once he kind of got comfortable and he ended up spending a whole weekend with us. He, um, he just camped, but Dimitri was so hardcore, right? It was like yeah. 40 degrees. That's how centigrade it was. Hot. Dimitri had no tent, no sleeping bag. Dimitri would just fall asleep in a straight line like a dead body and he'd cross his arms <laughs> just in the middle of the <laughs> like a mummy yeah you'll just see him so uh that's funny right because we were where we were stamps at um we met some uh, really cool guys from ireland right yeah uh, these guys were these guys were really cool really nice you know they were all, all i was in my early 20s these guys were a lot older they were like 30s 40s one of them was a hairdresser um one of them was like a stylist or something Bizarre. anyway they were these guys <laughs> these guys were having a good time bro. like they were they would they were they were getting on it they were partying hard they were doing like these guys were partying in another way right and all, all another party so one night these dudes turn up right yeah proper rude boys you know not not skeezers you get me not fam Get me in Nottingham, fam. You get me, grind, yeah. Drill music, fam. You get me. Turn up to the show. You get me. They're like, yo, pussy boy. Give me a fag, boy. To this. Guy. So anyway, like they're starting terrorizing the camp. You know these guys. You know they want they want a bit of attention. You know I, I said to the guys, relax, relax. They'll move on. They're, they're gonna hang out anyway. So. One of these dudes, these, you know, Shottingham guys, falls asleep in one of the, 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 the cool Irish guy's tent, right? So he falls asleep in his tent. Now, the Irish guy, he's the hairdresser, right? <laughs> he's oh, an interesting guy. God. He's been hitting it hard too much. You know, he, he's, he's, I don't know him well, like, he's in the camp next to us, but I can see that he's been overindulging. Anyway. Many different drugs in his system. Yeah, he's tripping, bro. Like, he's doing like eugenics and stuff. And this guy, all of a sudden, all you can hear is like, ah, like a scream, like really loud, like five in the morning. And everyone comes out the tent. And it's the rude boy guy, you know, the shotting gun, your gangster two-pack guy, yeah? He jumps out the hairdresser's tent. Yeah. And he's like, the fuck you doing, fam? Damn right, man. <laughs> Fuck that, fam. You know what you're doing to man, fam? Gonna kill you, fam. You get me, fam? Tupac even knows I'm gonna kill you, fam. You know, like, proper giving it all that. 
<laughs> and uh, the guy, the Irish guy, the, the, the really nice guy, he's crying his eyes out. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I didn't know what was going on. And, oh. and we're like, what the hell has just happened? Yeah. This like, this like wannabe G fug guy is shitting his pants running out of a tent at five in the morning. <laughs> so, so everyone's consoling the Irish dude, the really nice guy. So all the girls and all the, all the guys in the camp were like, Oh my God, babe, what happened? And he's like, Oh, oh, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. I was, I, I, I didn't know. I was sleeping and it just happened. And they were like, what happened? What happened? He's like, I, I, I woke up and my finger was in his bum. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, wait, what? Wait, what? But basically, this guy was so messed up, bro. He was so messed up in his sleep. He slipped his finger into the other guy's butthole, so he oh <laughs> into the God. into the gangster guy. Oh. He thought he was sick. Into his <laughs> so he woke up freaking out, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like jumping all of the rude boy shit that he was putting on. All this, like, I know Tupac, you know all this shit. <laughs> I know all of that. <laughs> it disappeared in five seconds. But yeah, that was funny. Oh my God! Wait, so him, the whole day. The what happened to Dimitri after? Did you ever keep in contact? Like, are you friends with him on Facebook or something? Or Oh, no. You know, funnily enough, I forgot about Dimitri till now. Like, I never kept in contact with him. Um, I think one of the last days, you know, we were kind of like, uh, you know, we kind of fancy just doing us today. Like, we would want to have a nice Away from final day at the festival. Yeah, and have a meal and stuff and, and just catch up and, you know, get some downtime. And we said, look, Dimitri, like, you know, you've been awesome, man. Like, you know, you've got no tent. You're just sleeping on the grass. Like, you, you've even climbed over to enter the festival because you, he's like Chuck Norris, bro, Dimitri. That's the best way he's like. <laughs> he's hardcore. God bless you, Dimitri, so, uh, if you're hearing that. He was like, no problem. Dimitri understands. And uh, we never saw him again. I don't know if he took it the wrong way or I hope Did not. He walk into the ocean. Huh? <laughs> walk into the ocean. Holding like bricks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was part yeah, of the know, it was part of the crew that stole a coral from the reef. <laughs> the Mustafa guy. Maybe, maybe it's like, his new alias. <laughs> Mustafa. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We need to change the name, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. Mustafa, tomorrow you are Dimitri. We might have met an oracle or something like that. Dimitri. Could have been an angel. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was funny but you know what Dimitri if you're listening to this uh, probably not but if you just in case <laughs> you're a legend Dimitri if you're listening if you're here with him, <laughs> God bless guy. you Dimitri God bless you uh, so Ali you yourself you're very like you're a party guy let's just say that you, you used to do DJing for how many years and that's where you also met your wife whilst DJing yeah, funny enough. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not so much a party guy now. A family um, guy now. But once upon a <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, I, I, to family guy. Yeah, the coin has flipped. Now it's like uh, children's parties. <laughs> DJ <laughs> for yeah, the children put uh, that Peppa Pig on. That a vape station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but yeah, I used. I started DJing in my bedroom when I was about 14 years old mm. and I was playing like um, 
I was playing um, UK Garage at the time and, and hip hop, right? And that was that was my thing. I grew up on hip hop, and um, in my teens, it, the UK Garage scene was massive, and I had mad passion for that, <laughs> and I loved it. And then, um, you know, I used to play at parties and, and friends' parties, and and sometimes, you know, if I could get a sneaky set at a rave, I would play at a rave. Um, yeah. But uh, my my kind of professional DJ career kicked off uh, when I was about nineteen. So so I was <laughs> DJing full time for a living for about eight years. Mm. So that literally meant Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. DJ in the club, right? But you're quite successful Sometimes. and really good. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> do you know what? When you love, when you love what you do, you'll always do a really good job. And you know, I love yeah. sharing good tunes with people and and you know making people dance and and, have, and come together and have a good time. So it's good times, man. Good times. So yeah, met met my wife. Um, funny enough, <laughs> I was covering another DJ, a really, really quiet night, random midweek, and um, she she rocked up with her friends, started requesting some songs and stuff, <laughs> and uh, you know, fast forward eleven years, mm. and and here we are, here we are, two kids, mashallah, a wife, a, a completely different job. Completely different. <laughs> like your whole life is like. Do you think you were uh, eleven so years much. ago? Did you think you would see yourself in this position? Would I for eleven years? I would be settled yeah. down and etc. etc. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. But you know, life works in mysterious ways, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, you can't you can't dictate what's going to happen to your life. It's I believe in destiny, right? I don't want to cheese it up. <laughs> cheese it up. Cheese it up. But I'm going to cheese it up. Um, you know, I think everyone has someone out there for them. And at some point you'll cross paths, whether you're 14 or 70 or 95. And I think it was just the case of that, you know. 95. Which old geezer is crossing paths at 95? <laughs> Some people are like that. <laughs> Mate, you know about Viagra, right? You, you take these little blue things and, you know, oh you're my God, no. the That's all good, man. It's all good. All and it's free from the government, right? Mm. <laughs> Wait, talking about uh, Babe Station, since we've kind of uh, <laughs> mentioned that, um, didn't you have your own... Uh, <laughs> well, you had, you had uh, an experience... Uh, in Ibiza I remember you told us because we were going to Ibiza at the time and you told us about your experiences in Ibiza you want to share that story <laughs> that's Ibiza for you right that's Ibiza so <laughs> I was just on the beach one day on my own at like 7 in the morning playing uh, playing a few tunes and stuff and um, you know these two girls were like hey can we come and hang out with you and I thought Jeez, they look really, really familiar. And I realized they're actually from Babe Station. <laughs> but yeah, Ibiza. No, but then your friends... Ibiza. Your friends came and saw you. And like, didn't you say your friends came and saw you and... Yeah, so... <laughs> so, so I'm, ringing, I'm ringing my, the boys, you know, who are in the hotel. I'm like, dudes, 
You guys aren't going to believe it, but <laughs> my man over here is hanging out with Babe Station. Huh? <laughs> There's more to come than that. It's so early. What are you ringing us for? And I'm like, you guys, serious? Are you serious? Hang up. Then later on, these idiots, you know, we're having a good time. These guys are getting breakfast in and everything. <coughs> these guys turn up and they're like, jaws to the floor, eyeballs <laughs> hanging out, like popping out. You know, each one is sitting there with one titty here, one titty there. I'm like, dude, oh my god. Yeah, I'm like, dude, put your mouths back in, man. Close your jaws, right? <laughs> Act cool, boys. Act cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like something from the in-betweeners, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 of something uh, like that. Mm. Yeah, Ibiza is a cool island, isn't it? See, people bring their kids to Ibiza with them. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Like, no, no, that's weird stuff. Cause like you walk, you walk along the beach, and you just see like people, like these these guys, uh, come up to you and like offer you drugs. Like, like yeah, hey, you do cocaine, you do cocaine, you do cocaine. Oh, you you, you want you want uh, weed, you want uh, acid, uh, you want uh, ecstasy. I have everything. And then he pulls out like his jumper, <laughs> and he has like ten different packs of different drugs yeah, you've never I'm seen ever before. Hell, Bilal oh, was dude. crying. You couldn't believe it. <laughs> dude, i tell you a funny story. Right? So the first time we went to Ibiza, we were, we were the tender age of just turned 18. And uh, we met this guy. He was selling necklaces. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> really cool African guy. From, uh, God, where was he from? I think he was from the Ivory Coast, if I remember right. Anyway, he was lovely, loveliest, sweetest guy you'll ever meet. And he was really blessing. He didn't. He was a bit strapped for cash, and he was selling these chains, and no one wanted them, right? Anyway, we got on well. He found out I was half Moroccan. You know, the conversation was flowing. You know, we saw him every night. And he was like, "What's up, bro?" You know, shake hands, give him a little hug, high five, whatever. We even said our goodbyes before we left. Oh. Subsequently, the next year, we turned up, and he was still there, but he'd upgraded, right? So now he starts selling pills, sunglasses, and necklaces, right? Nice one. Ooh. Anyway, he's like, he's dressed a bit smarter. He's like, hey, boys, what's up? Morocco, Morocco. You know? And his name is, <laughs> interesting, his name is Tongue, right? Like Tongue, you know? Like, mm. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, like, it's not. Yeah, no, seriously, his name is Tongue, right? He's so cool anyway, guys. So we used to always chat to him and stuff. Anyway, the third year, we turn up again, and Tongue's there. But Tongue's not selling sunglasses or anything like that. Tongue is like this, like, he's like this kind of street dealer, ticket selling, kind of like... Promoter. Everything, <laughs> dude, <laughs> right? The jack of all trades. Yeah, he's really charismatic. He's like an African Leslie Chow, you know, from uh, The Hangover. That's the best yeah, yeah. Really, like, he's got a really bright, vibrant personality. Anyway, he's mad cool, and he remembers us. He was like, oh, I remember when you were very little, you know? And he's like, yeah, it's been years, you know? It's so good to see you again, Tongue. Anyway, so we turn up for the fourth year, right? We're older dudes now. And uh, I can't see Tongue anywhere. I was looking forward. I wonder what Tongue's like now. He's probably like, I don't know. He probably owns his own car dealership. <laughs> He's really advanced up the roots. 
yeah, right. So this guy comes up to me and he's wearing, you know, those like, I don't know what they're called, but they're like umbrellas that you attach to your head. They're oh, like yeah, hands, yeah. But umbrellas. Yeah. What are they called? Sun Whatever they're called. Yeah. Umbrella hats. Funny ass things. Like, yeah. No one actually knows them. Yeah. So there's this guy yeah. selling them. And I, I had a little giggle, like a lucky, lucky. I was like, oh, that's funny that you're selling those. And he said, uh, uh, you want sunglasses? I'm like, no, no, I don't want sunglasses. He was like, look at this, look, look, look. So he shows me all the sunglasses. I'm like, no, no, I don't want any sunglasses. He's like, okay, okay. You want pills? I was like, no, no, I don't want pills. I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I'm like, by the way, I know this is a bit of a random question, but do you know anyone called Tongue? <laughs> this guy looks right and he looks left and he's like, what did you say? <laughs> like, do, you, so, do you know someone called Tongue? I'm looking for someone called Tongue. It's been years, you know. Maybe you know him. I don't know why. I would have thought maybe you just happened to know him. <laughs> and he looks right, and he looks left, and he looks really, really deep in the eye, and he goes, <laughs> "How do you know tongue? Oh my God. <laughs> how, how how do you know the boss?" I'm like the boss tongue. Uh, maybe we were on about the wrong guy. He's just you know some guy. I used to know da da da. Um, and he's like describing tongue. He's, his tongue's got a big scar and it starts in his eye and it goes down to his lips. Yeah. He's like, tongue with the scar. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, tongue, where is he? Where can I find him? <laughs> He's like, you don't find tongue on the streets. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> tongue finds I want to speak to tongue. Like, how do I see tongue? I, re I really miss him. Like, I want to say hi, you know, pay my respect to tongue. I'm on his island. So uh, he calls, he makes <laughs> his call. His he calls out his little tongue. <laughs> and they talk <laughs> next thing i know yeah tongue comes out of this like suv like all blacked out and he's playing like dmx and he's got like <laughs> grills he's got like this linen shirt tongue is like you know like what's it called you know alessandro sosa in scarface <laughs> yeah yeah he's like, pimped he's out. like the godfather now. yeah mm. he's literally like been promoted he's like worked his way to the top and he was like <laughs> How are you doing, guys? You know, like gives us a big. Everyone's looking. I was like, "How the fuck? What's going, what's going on here?" Right? And uh, he invites us over for dinner, right? <laughs> so, rock up to Tongue's house, and uh, you know, everyone's sitting on the floor, and they've got like this beautiful rice, you know, and they're passing it around in a pan, and we're all just hanging out. Me and all the lucky, lucky guys, you know, they've got like all the sunglasses stacked up that they're gonna sell, all the little <laughs> umbrella hats. And, uh, it was the most surreal experience ever, man. In their house? Yeah, I was sitting down with all the lucky, lucky. We we're all like sharing from a pot of rice together in this apartment in like the back streets of San Antonio <laughs> and I did. The most surreal experience ever. Nice, man. And uh, anyway, we had a really cool evening. And uh, before we went, Tongue was like, hey, Morocco, be careful, eh? The streets are not safe this year. <laughs> Any problems, go on. And I was like, tongue man, respect, bro. One day, <laughs> oh, wow, I'd love to see you in the streets of uh, Birmingham, you know? <laughs> but yeah, just amazing. But yeah, t tongue just in case, again, just in case, tongue, you know, you're one of those legends in life that you just, you don't forget, you know? Mm, yeah. But that just shows the power of humanity. Like, you know, two different guys, you know, one guy, he's selling chains and whatever. You know, I'd be for a couple of guys from Brit Britain, you know, on holiday, you know, you, you generally make a bond with someone and uh, that's all that matters, you know, that's yeah. good people, 
regardless of what you do, no one's judging anyone. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. It's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? This isn't a story, right? This is some. Can I can I get deep? Can I get deep, or is that not? Cool? Yeah, you're allowed to get deep. Yeah, of course. I can get deep. All right, cool. So I've been thinking a lot, right? Because I watched this film. It's called. Um, have you guys seen the Human Centipede? Oh my God, Ali! Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Like, the yeah. human centipede it's changed my perspective on on life right why yeah. are people sent to prison death penalty community service blah 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 the answer is in the movie right so all you gotta do right if you've got these really messed up dudes who were like out there committing really hard well, i'm talking like harsh crimes you know like cold-blooded murders rape pedophilia um you know th- things that are damaging to people's lives and stuff yeah why not just make a centipede mate and like make it a children's ride or something like you oh charge my and, god and it man what like, the hell that's not like, right, it could man. be like um, that's some himmler shit right there no, but it's all good because it's eco-friendly. Everyone use it as like... Eco-friendly? What does the ride even like? You know, if you're not in a rush, to take you from A to B. So I think it's um, it's quite a nice idea. Uh, it's a bit messed up, but I, I get the direction you're kind of heading at. Wait, Ali, was that it? <laughs> Is that your whole idea? Just make people who have done like awful crimes, committed awful crimes, just a human centipede for little kids to ride? <laughs> no, not just to, not just for little kids. So you could do like Sundays just for little kids to ride because kids love like riding on adults' backs and stuff and all that kind of stuff. Right? No, <laughs> not when their heads are up their the other people's asses. I don't think they'd like that. <laughs> no, but what you do is you just cover that with like a rainbow bandage or something so that they can't see like the nitty gritty. They just think oh it's just Just put them in a costume. Then it's like a- but it's very eco friendly. It's 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 friendly to the environment, right? And uh, it eliminates a lot of things. If you can get it to work, I think it could be a massive thing. It could be the next business venture. You know what I mean? This could be the ne- you could sell this to the government. You make loads of money, right? I've got a few convicts. We're going to sew them up, and we're going to make a new oh way my of god transport. I can see Boris selling this. You oh know? my god! We have a new man. way of transport. We're going to implement a strategy like a human centipede. <laughs> we're going to sew mouth, anus, hand in hand. And it will be used as a children's ride on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. But don't so forget the, it. I, the problem is, to what extent would you get the punishment? Like, what if some guy has unpaid uh, parking tickets and he becomes a human centipede? <laughs> no, no, you can't. You can't <laughs> I, think, I think you should only do it for, like, really inhumane stuff, right? Really inhumane. Yeah. So literally, like, when there's no more place for you in society... Some people will argue there's always a place for people, but I, I disbelieve. So I think if there's no more place for you in society, mm. what's the point of sending you for a 12-month free gym membership at the gym when actually <laughs> put you to work? You know, there's people that need to get to supermarkets and, and all that. So we'll make this human centipede, put some saddles on their back, and there you go. Bob's your uncle. Mm, but you'd have to mm. keep them like two... Two people apart because of like COVID regulations. 
Yeah, well, they've kind of got face masks, haven't they? Just another person's arsehole. <laughs> no, but I mean the people who are riding on top of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do social distance, so every other person's got someone on the back. Oh my god. That's hey. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. But if you listen to this, I want you to just visualize it, right? Just visualize, you okay, know. I, I think we get the picture. I think we get the picture. It'll be funny, man. It'll be funny. You could do like branding and stuff on it. Oh my You'll god. Do, like, Nike, uh, Nike sponsor. Yeah, you could have it like the centerpiece. Risk, risk everything. Risk everything. <laughs> risk everything. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ali, for coming on to the show um, at late notice as well. Nothing. Obviously, we've had the um, unprecedented events happen yesterday, and that's why we couldn't record. And we had to move it today. Uh, link is still in the bio if you want to donate and spread awareness of what's happening in Lebanon. And educate yourselves as well. Yeah, please. Uh, don't be ignorant. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ali, once again. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon on another podcast with the other cousins. Or even my brother, Ali. And we'll have the two princes. Uh, and Adam, thank you for joining us Prince as well. Prince Habibu does not like chewing gum. Is not chewing gum. Thank you, Adam, for joining us as well. And any last words? What? Swedish penis. Moral of the story is right. I hope um, everyone enjoyed the stories, but there's a real meaning behind the stories, and that is behind everything, right? We can come together despite our differences, yeah? Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, Tongue is an example of that. Dimitri is an example of that. <laughs> I'm an example of that. Uh, Mustafa and Ali and the boys. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we're humanity, right? And that ties in quite well with what we're saying about what's happening mm. in, uh, you know, Lebanon, like, you know. And around uh, the world. Humanity. Mm. And then all over the world, all over the world, people are going through hardship. And we don't need to go through hardships, right? Obviously, accidents happen, but I think you know it's important for me. We're all human. Uh, my my duty as a as a human being is any sort of platform I get just to encourage this. So I just wanted to just kind of just look out for each other, help out each other, and uh, you know we can all live good, man. We can yeah. all live good. So thank you for having me. Peace and love to everyone. And uh, until next time, mm. thank you for listening and peace. Shopping! Burtuka! <laughs>